The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by Zeal. If you want a good massage but don't have the time to get one, have the massage come to you with Zeal. You pick the time and the location. Have your next massage on demand at home. Our listeners can get $20 off their first massage with promo code BIGIDEA. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Monday, May 7th. In today's news... Trump's CIA director nominee almost dropped out amid questions about her role in waterboarding. The fate of the Iranian nuclear deal could be decided this week. And the First Lady plans to hold a news conference today in the Rose Garden. But first, the big idea. Rudy Giuliani is playing to an audience of one, creating more problems for his client. Giuliani is riding high right now, but is he flying too close to the sun? The former New York City mayor who joined Trump's legal team last month met with the president for a few hours on Sunday at his golf course in Sterling, Virginia to discuss legal strategy. Rudy told the Post afterwards that he and Trump reached a deal. Quote, he stays focused on North Korea, Iran, and China, and we stay focused on the case and we'll bother him when we have to. Giuliani, the man known as America's mayor after the September 11th attacks, who was once seen as a frontrunner for the 2008 Republican presidential nomination and who earned notoriety in the 1980s as a self-promoting U.S. attorney, sees himself as a principal. That's understandable, but he's not. Rudy, who turned 74 this month, is a staffer now, a spokesman, an advisor, a retainer. He's one lawyer in a stable of them representing a client who struggles to take counsel and churns through attorneys. He serves at the pleasure of a mercurial president who prizes loyalty above all else. Many people have risen rapidly in Trump's orbit, only to fall quickly back to earth. It might be happening again. People often feel empowered and emboldened after meeting with the president, only to get their legs cut out from underneath them soon afterwards. We saw it with people like Steve Bannon. Just last Friday, on his way to speak at the NRA convention, Trump said Giuliani was wrong to announce earlier in the week that he knew about the hush money payments given by Trump's personal lawyer, Michael Cohen, to adult film star Stormy Daniels to keep her quiet before the 2016 election. The president said Rudy is still, quote, learning the subject matter and, quote, he'll get his facts straight. Giuliani told George Stephanopoulos during an interview Sunday on ABC's This Week that, quote, My issue is getting up to speed on the facts here. I'm only about halfway there. Some lawyers might want to wait to go on television until they were all the way there. Not Giuliani. He's acting more like a talking head than a lawyer, and he's being much more aggressive than the president's previous lawyers. This is what Trump wants right now. That pugnacity has pleased the president, but exasperated senior White House aides and attorneys. The media blitz has also neither reduced Trump's legal exposure nor helped him in the court of opinion. Indeed, many of Giuliani's pronouncements seemed aimed at pleasing the president rather than helping his case. Giuliani last week, for example, called on Attorney General Jeff Sessions to wade into the Michael Cohen case by investigating the investigators. On ABC yesterday, he said that Bob Mueller so far seems to think that Comey is Moses, but that he thinks Comey is Judas. Looking ahead, Rudy is also outlining a remarkably expansive view of executive power that seems quite unlikely to withstand scrutiny in the courts. Giuliani told CNN last night after his meeting with Trump that, quote, the founding fathers created immunity for presidents so the president can never be indicted. He added, and you can't make this up, quote, 
I am focused on the law more than the facts right now. During the ABC interview earlier in the day, Giuliani insisted that Trump would not have to comply if Mueller subpoenas the president. He also suggested that it's possible Trump will take the Fifth Amendment to avoid incriminating himself if he sits down with Mueller's team. He compared the president to Martha Stewart, the former popular celebrity who went to prison for obstruction of justice and perjury related to not telling the truth about insider trading. Mueller raised the possibility during a recent meeting with Trump's lawyers of subpoenaing the president if he does not agree to sit down for an interview voluntarily. The case would likely end up going to the Supreme Court. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, Trump's nominee for CIA director tried to withdraw her nomination on Friday to avoid further scrutiny of her role in interrogating terrorism suspects. Gina Haspel told the White House that she was interested in stepping aside to avoid the spectacle of a brutal confirmation hearing on Wednesday and the potential damage that might come to the CIA's reputation, as well as her own. Several White House aides, including Legislative Affairs Director Mark Short and Press Secretary Sarah Sanders, were taken aback and rushed over to CIA headquarters in Langley to meet with her. After several hours of meetings, they ultimately persuaded her to stick it out. In 2002, Haspel oversaw a secret interrogation site in Thailand where an al-Qaeda suspect was waterboarded. She was also closely involved three years later in the destruction of more than 100 hours of videotapes of enhanced interrogation practices, which some call torture. Some records from the interrogation program, including documents that have not been made public yet, show that Haspel was an enthusiastic supporter of what the CIA was doing, according to officials familiar with them. Number two, the Republican chairman of the House Armed Services Committee is urging Trump not to pull out of the Iranian nuclear agreement. Trump is facing a May 12th deadline on whether to reimpose sanctions against Iran. On Fox News Sunday, Texas Congressman Mac Thornberry said that while he opposed the deal when it was signed by Barack Obama in 2015, it would be a mistake to scuttle it now. He said Trump should instead work with European allies to address the shortcomings in the accord. Meanwhile, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says the agreement should be, quote, fully fixed or fully nixed. And the leader of Iran warns that his country will consider restarting its nuclear program if Trump pulls out. In related news, The New Yorker reports that a firm called Black Cube gathered information last year about Obama administration officials who negotiated the Iran deal in hopes of undermining the agreement. The firm gives its clients access to operatives from Israel's elite military and governmental intelligence units. It compiled detailed background profiles of several individuals who had worked in the Obama administration, including information about their families and even the makes of their cars. The Observer of London reported over the weekend that it was Trump aides who hired the Israeli firm to gather this intelligence on their Obama predecessors as part of a dark arts operation. The Trump people deny this. Number three, Melania Trump will hold her first news conference today in the Rose Garden. The public appearance is notable for a first lady who's rarely seen with her husband. It would have been almost unthinkable a few weeks ago. While Melania has not directly addressed the affairs that porn star Stormy Daniels and Playboy model Karen McDougal say they had with Trump, she has noticeably begun to raise her profile. Today's event is meant to formalize her decision to devote the rest of her husband's presidency to the, quote, well-being of children. The Trumps are often apart, even during their free time, according to several people who know the couple's schedules. 
At Mar-a-Lago on holidays and weekends, the president golfs or dines with friends, politicians, business executives, and media personalities. Melania is often nowhere to be seen. According to several current and former aides, the president and first lady often don't eat together in the White House either. One person with firsthand knowledge says Melania seldom sets foot in the West Wing. Her staff in the East Wing is also unusually small. With just 10 people, it's about half the size of Michelle Obama's. And that's The Daily 202 for Monday, May 7th. Before I go, I wanted to say a quick thank you to my colleague Elise Vibeck, who stepped in to host last week while I was on vacation. Thanks for listening. I'm James Hellman. I'll talk to you tomorrow.